This was part of a five-part series we did about a year and a half ago about prayer. And so I don't have time to do all the reviews, talk about all the different, uh, uh, review with you all the different ways we pray and what those parts are and how some of that works. But we'll have to hit some of it when, uh, as we talk through here. And so, uh, Caroline, if you'll do the next one. Okay, it's going to go on and jump to four. You see it? Yeah, there you are. Good. All right. I had have, have them all blocked out, but it didn't go through our system. Um, really, probably in the 1990s, I think people have been prayer walking a lot longer than that, but in the 1990s, um, Steve Hawthorne and uh, Graham uh, uh, Kendrick uh, came out with this book, Prayer Walking, Praying on Sight with Insight. And um, now that can include lots of other kinds of locomotion, like you can pray driving, prayer driving but you got to keep your eyes open and uh, probably it's best if you would go and park somewhere maybe prayer parking would be the better way to do that but the whole idea is that we want to do everything we can to um, get on location and pray and this is often a rock moving job um, farmer has to plow his field and clear his field to grow a crop and when we're prayer walking, we are doing spiritual plowing. We are out there looking for the obstacles that may be standing in the way that the enemy has probably put there. And we're doing everything we can to pull them down and uproot them and move them out of the way so people will hear the gospel and other needs can be met. Okay, next slide is five. And uh, here's the definition. This is from Dr. Dan Crawford. He's retired from Southwestern uh, Baptist Theological Seminary. He's written a ton of stuff on this, particularly in mission application. But here's his definition. Prayer walking is intercession on location with information in cooperation against opposition for glorification. Okay? So let's take all that apart and look at each one of those phrases. Uh, next one is six. Prayer walking is intercession. Let's start right there. Now, I've got lots of passages in this thing, but I can't do them all. But the ones I've got marked in red, you might want to uh, open your Bibles and follow along with me as we look at those. Um, we, as we've worked through 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy and Titus this past quarter, here's one of those important places to look at about prayer first of all then I urge that supplications prayers intercessions and thanksgiving may be made for all people we'll stop in the middle of the sentence there but that's okay with that one intercession is the idea of taking the needs of others to God right? whatever those are um, when we intercede we're the ones who are taking someone's needs, some spiritual needs, some other kind of need before the Lord and asking him to respond in some gracious, merciful way. We can intercede for all kinds of things, uh, but intercession is the workhorse of prayer. This is what I think is probably the greatest privilege we as believers have, and that is to intercede for people. And this puts us very much in our role of being priest 
to our God. We are a nation of priests. He's creating us that way. And priests represented God to the people when they taught them God's word, and they represented the people to God when they did their sacrifices and they prayed for the people. And so we are, we're standing in the gap. That's what intercessors do. They stand in the gap. When they know there's a need, they're the ones who take it to the Lord. Now, intercession prayers probably ought to be done in this way. We pray to the Father in the name of the Son in and with the Holy Spirit. We can pray in the Spirit and we pray with the Spirit. We pray in the Spirit as uh, He fills us. And then we also uh, pray with the Spirit because He is in heaven uh, interceding for us. making uh, he, he is um, uh, translating our feeble words into a heavenly language that will get God's attention. And we don't have to worry about saying the right thing because the Holy Spirit's the one who takes our very feeble but faithful words of prayer and turn them into things God wants to hear, okay? So uh, intercession um, uh, works in that kind of um, uh, fashion. Uh, Seventh, intercession uh, prayer walking is intercession on location now you can pray anywhere we ought to be praying everywhere but uh nothing drives home that point like prayer walking now i can sit home in my little den at my house in my recliner with my feet up and i can pray for walnut ridge or i can pray for any a number of things but what happens when I'm on site is entirely different than when I'm sitting in my recliner with my feet up praying. Because I see things, and God will put things in my field of vision. He'll let me hear things. He'll let me sense things in other ways with my senses that are prompts for him, uh, from him to help me know how to pray. And so praying on location gives us a sense of presence, and that's with a little p, and that we're there on site. And it also gives us a sense of his presence because one of the things we do as believers is to become aware more and more that God is everywhere in all around us working. And so then we have this sense of the capital P presence because he is already there. That's been one of the really neat things in my own life about prayer walking is that I'll prayer walk and then realize I'm just walking where God has already walked. That's what happens. And uh, when we're prayer walking on location, then we're often behind enemy lines. Uh, Mary's dad was in the 101st Airborne in World War II. And on D-Day, his unit jumped behind enemy lines and eventually were able to uh, uh, liberate a concentration camp and some other things in Germany. And uh, that courage was incredible but they were behind enemy lines. And uh, we really are in spiritual conflict, and I want you to, I will talk more about that as we go along, but often when we're prayer walking, we have crossed over into his territory. And uh, he wants us to aggressively pray that the enemy will be defeated. And one of the ways we can do that best if we go on the enemy's territory and see all the damage he's doing. Okay? Uh, at number eight, prayer walking is intercession on location with information. 
it's helpful, not always necessary, but it's helpful if you'll do a little research about where you're going to go pray. Like, I want you to know this, this is a hard fact for all of us here in Lawrence County to understand because we run in these circles of Christians and we have this impression that nearly everybody around us in Lawrence County is Christian. But what our studies show us, the demographics tell us, that 48% of Lawrence County residents aren't churched at all. I'm not telling you they're not Baptist. They're not churched at all. Half our county is unchurched and probably lost. Really high chance of that many people being lost. And so when you're out there, you know, you've got to walk along and realize if you're walking down the street, every other house could easily be the house of a lost person. Every other house. And when you get that kind of information in your head while you're prayer walking, then it awakens you to the new opportunities you have to pray. And so you can also become very aware of the physical surroundings that God might use to, uh, uh, to prompt you to pray. And in some ways, this is a little like kind of using your sanctified imagination. Uh, before I came to Walnut Ridge, I was teaching at Midwestern Seminary, and our church was maybe five miles from where we lived. And I just got this thing that I needed to go over there and pray on, in some of the little subdivisions near our church. And for some reason in Kansas City, they have the habit of laying out a subdivision, and there's only one entrance or exit. So you can park right there and wander all around, and you'll eventually come back to the car. And so I would go and do that. Now, we were not far from uh, Leavenworth, Kansas, with a military ins army il ins installation there. And as I began to walk that neighborhood, house after house after house had service stars in the window where people would put the star in the window to announce to the community, we have a loved one who's in the Middle East fighting. And so uh, that became a real eye-opener to me. I had no idea that that many soldiers right there, almost in the shadow of our church building, homes where soldiers were away. Think of the needs that brings up. It's probably a dad, it could be a mom, and some, occasionally it's both of them. And what the pressures that makes on families, uh, their anxieties, their worries. And so that opens up a whole list of prayer things to be praying for when you see that kind of thing. So when you're walking, prayer walking, you need to be observant. You might see uh, a wheelchair ramp on the front of a house. You might see a whole bunch of trikes and bicycles with training wheels in front of a house. Typically, if you see a house with a whole lot of cars, that usually means there's a lot of young adults or teenagers living in that house as well. And so you get, become aware, and God uses those things to prompt you. Okay? So we want to be very aware of our circumstances as we're out uh, praying. Let me show you a couple of things. On uh, number nine, a couple of years ago, we had a sports crusaders camp. Uh, I was out of town for the one this year, but I was able to... Uh, do some prayer walking and that year we had a team that did baseball softball and so I went over to the park I found out which diamond was going to be the one our kids were going to use and I went over to the park every day and I prayer walked around the diamond prayer walked around the park and I used the kinds of things I saw there to prompt my praying and so this was right where I walked in the gate that morning early you see my big fat shadow across there what might that gate prompt you to pray for 
if you were in my shoes right then. Now speak up to me. Open their hearts. The gates open. Open their hearts. That's excellent. That's the kind of prompting God does. What else? Okay, that's excellent. Yes. Anything else? Or you can pray scripture. Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. I am the door to the sheep. And we can pray those scriptures back to God and ask him to fulfill his His characteristics and his names among the kids are going to be doing that uh, let me show you another one dugout uh, what might that prompt you to do in prayer coaching pray for coaches and there those were those sports crusaders kids uh, but coaches have a tremendous role in the lives of our teenagers we want to be praying for them when our kids are on sports teams excellent or this one what might that one prompt you to pray for some of you who don't keep up with the only worthwhile sport it's a home plate okay pray for their home life that's right uh, the number the two most important people in their most influential people in their lives are their parents some of them won't even have that influence some may only have half of it we ought to be praying for that. We ought to be praying that the changes that we see in kids because they came to sports camp would leak into their homes. That moms and dads would start being curious about why my kid has changed. So we want to pray like that. I think I've got one more picture like that maybe. Uh, that's first base. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what's the next one up there? I've got some of mine blanked out. Uh, how about number 11? Uh, that's 11 okay uh, how about eight, uh, 16 yeah what does that one remind you to pray about pardon our paths and the pathways these kids are going to be on in life friendships excellent kids will have friendships will be uplifting to the Lord Who said what? I'm still, I couldn't hear you. The people of many, yeah, there were little footprints all over the place. And you know what I thought? It's the soles of their shoes that make that print. And God wanted me to pray for their souls. <laughs> the other soul, S-O-U-L, okay? God can take these ideas. He plants them in your head. You just got to listen. And he's going to be telling you the kinds of things he wants you to pray for. All right. Uh, Uh, 17 all right prayer walking is intercession on location with information and so we said research uh, before you go become aware of the physical surroundings we talked a little bit about that the home conditions and all those kinds of things one of the most remarkable stories I have about prayer walking was a whole bunch of years ago when uh, we were doing a uh, sports camp and we, all we did was soccer and the uh, kids would all go out to WBC soccer field uh, I mean, yeah, WBU soccer field, and they would uh, have their soccer clinic there on the field. And that, that year, that particular week, my mother was with me, 
And I would take her for two or three weeks every summer so my sister could have a break. And so I was getting up real early, and Mary stayed with mom while I was out of the house. And then I came home, and she had to go to work. And so we would spell each other with my mother. And uh, so I was out real early. That was, it was wet still from the dew and all that kind of thing. And on a Wednesday morning, the thought hit me. I need to call the church office as soon as I get back to the house and ask them for a name of all the children who are in soccer camp. And I remembered that like, hmm, up to about a minute after I walked in the house, okay? I had to start taking care of mom. And so the next morning, I didn't remember it until I was walking to the soccer field that I had already told, kind of had this thing with God, I'm going to call the church office and get all their names, okay? And then it gets remarkable. I'm walking. So I walk all around the perimeter a couple of times praying. And then I usually go right to the center of the field and I stand there and pray and I look all around. Well, I realize, man, somebody has littered up this field something terrible. And so I'm prayer walking, so I figure I can just pick up the trash too. And I went down and picked up a trash. It was a name tag that had fallen off from the day before. And I had a name. And I kept looking and I picked up like 20 names off the field. And I was just amazed. I was floored. I was flabbergasted that my lack of remembrance and lack of faithfulness to the Lord, he didn't need it. He already had a plan for me to get the names of the people I think I was supposed to be praying for. And he provided them. It was almost as if they fell out of heaven for me. It really was like that. And so um, we can, we, God will show us. When we're prayer walking and you want to pray for people and you want to intercede, God will show you, okay? He wants you to pray worse than you do, so. And then uh, 18, are we there? I think so. Prayer walking is intercession on location with information in cooperation. Here's one I want to be able to uh, read to you. I think I may have skipped one a minute ago, but let me get this one. Um, Matthew 18. 19 and 20. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For, there, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Now, I, am, I really tend to do prayer walking by myself. But when you look at some of the things Jesus taught us, he wants us to pray in concert, in cooperation with other people. And so we can pray together. And it looks to me like here, if two people are praying together, God's ear is even more alert to us. However, however that works out, because here he promises if even two people will agree on anything, he'll give it to them. Now, when we pray, we ask God to do the things he's already told us he wants to do. He doesn't want to give me a Cadillac okay so i'm not going to pray for a cadillac but i want to pray for the things i know god wants to accomplish and there's tons of it but primarily wants to save people it's the only thing from around here that's going to get there it's people pray for a cadillac all you want in 10 years it's a bucket of rust in somebody's junkyard but a soul that comes to jesus an eternity is opened up it's amazing. And so uh, we want to be thinking about how we can pray with people. When we go out here in a few minutes and prayer walk, I'm running out of time fast. Um, 
We want to be aware of who's praying around us, and we can bunch up and pray together. It's okay. If you're self-conscious, then you just stand there and you agree with everything that's said. Uh, prayer, when someone's praying in public, it is not the time for our brains to check out. It's the time for our brains to get even more engaged so that we can agree in prayer together. Okay? That's what that's about. And then 19, Caroline. Prayer walking is intercession on location with information in cooperation against opposition. This is spiritual warfare. Man, I just, I'm going to have to skip passages. This is spiritual warfare. And uh, you're going to meet opposition. You're going to, the first thing anyone is going to feel like is, oh, I don't want to go out there and prayer walk. I don't want to do that. It's hot. It's cold. It's rainy. It's, it's too dry. It's too far. It, we come up with all kinds of excuses. And believe me, those things are spiritual operation. Okay? They're spiritual opposition, I mean. So we want to we become aware of that. There is a battle for distraction. The evil one is going to try to distract you every way he can. That's why we need to bring every, captive, every thought captive so we can't do that. And we need to get ourselves prepared for the spiritual battle that's going to be there when we prayer walk. Uh, listen, I was talking to a friend at lunch on Friday. If I were not a Christian, and I told you, I'm not sure there's a God, if you kept pushing me, I would also say, I know there's a devil. I can look around this world, and I can be, see people being so cruel to other people that they must have some kind of supernatural help to be able to do that the devil is very very real he is out to destroy everything that belongs to the lord he's out to take every soul captive he's out to keep lost people blind he's out to keep us on the couch he is out to keep us from praying. He's out to keep us from reading the Bible. He's out to keep us from being at church. He's out to keep us from developing Christian friends. He wants to tear every family completely apart, every nation completely apart. He is going to do it if he can. And we get to stand in the trenches and do something about it. That's one of the wonderful privileges of prayer. So we want to get prepared for spiritual battle. And so we want to use our spiritual weapons. Uh, we see that in Philippians um, 6, uh, 10 through 20. But there's one we often overlook there. We get the helmet, the breastplate, the belt, uh, the shoes, the shield, the sword. We get all those things done pretty good. But it was John Bunyan in Pilgrim's Progress who said the most important weapon in that passage was something he called all prayer. He ran the words together and hyphenated them. All prayer. The helmet's used in prayer. The sword's used in prayer. The shield's used in prayer. Every piece is used in prayer. Prayer is how those pieces operate. Uh, there's a brand new book out there now on uh, the, uh, uh, the spiritual armor. And uh, I read a snippet from it yesterday in which the author said, uh, we have been all taught that the only way Paul thought of all this was because of the Roman centurion standing around guarding him and he saw this armor all the time. But he says that, that may have figured into the picture, but it's not where he got the idea. He said, if you read through the Old Testament, God himself uses every one of these pieces of armor when he battles for us. And I was like, man, 
I got to think about that a little while. And this morning in my quiet time, I read that God is a shield to those who are faithful to him. And so I'm already getting convinced that the man's right. Just as Brother Jake talked to us this morning about how does God love us, he loves us in the same way he asked us to love him. God asks us to fight in the same way he fights. And with his power, that makes it incredibly different. Look at number 20, Caroline. Prayer walking is intercession on location with information in cooperation against opposition for glorification. And uh, if you were to read down through all those things, every one of them talks about, all right, every one of them talks about uh, glorifying God. And now my Bible skills are going to fail me and I'm not going to find Habakkuk. There we go. Habakkuk 1.5. Listen to this. Look among the nations and see. Wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you will not believe if told. Now he was writing to Old Testament believers. His people in the Old Testament. They're the direct receivers of that verse. But we just sang stuff in the city is not done yet i'm not sure it didn't come out of that passage and i look around walnut ridge it's not done yet and we get the chance to do something and god has always promised his people that he is going to do a great work in his people and if there's ever been a time that we need a great work done in his people it's now isn't it and so we can uh take great, great um, confidence in the fact that God is going to work. All right. All right. So uh, 21, Caroline. We'll just look at it one more time. Prayer walking is intercession on location with information in cooperation against opposition for glorification. So I, are we going to try to walk the building or are we going to go further than that? I don't know what it looks like outside. I guess I could pull up my radar. Uh, some of you are going to want to stay here because of the weather. But let me just make some suggestions to you. Uh, if we're going to prayer walk here in the building, there's a lot of building to prayer walk about. And I want you to go and be very observant. I want you to go in every room that's unlocked. I don't know I, how many of those are unlocked, Steve, all of them. Cool. And uh, go in and think about what group's meeting here? You're going to get some clue on the door panel right there where, the, where it tells what class meets there. And uh, a lot of them back in there are going to be also youth rooms on Wednesday night. They're going to be Awana rooms in the children's section on Wednesday night. And uh, think about, we saw the little footprints on the ball field. Think about what the footprints would look like in our gym if you could see them all. Some of them you can see. And uh, uh, think about uh, what happens in here. Think about what happens on every pew in here. Think about the kitchen. You may find names on the wall in any room in here. You may find kids' names. You may find adult Sunday school leaders' names or Sunday school attendees in those groups on the wall. If God's put them on the wall tonight, I think he wants us to pray for them. And so in a few minutes, we're going to kind of turn you loose and let you wander around and... Uh, and just begin to see 
what the Lord can do when we pray like that. You want us to come back or you want to call it a night and let him go home? Okay, okay. He says, as long as you want a prayer walk, you're welcome to prayer walk. And when you think you're finished, you can go. In fact, that's, that was something that happened to me when I was prayer walking that neighborhood in Kansas City. I went for four or five afternoons. And then I realized, hmm, I don't think I need to pray here anymore. And I can't tell you how God works, but that was the impression I had. And so tonight, make sure you're listening to the Lord. You know, some of you might want to spend five minutes and say, I don't need to pray anymore. But I want you to see if you can really make it a season of prayer. Uh, I, uh, God wants us in a conversation with him. And we do that as we talk to him and then as we listen to him, as we read our word. He wants that kind of conversation. If we're to be a friend of Jesus, we're going to have to spend time talking to him and listening to him. And so tonight... Uh, I want to encourage you to do that. Let me, uh, let me lead us in prayer, and then uh, you go find a way to walk around and pray, okay? Thank you, Father, for this incredible ability we have, privilege that we have to talk to you any moment, any place, about anything. So, Father, tonight as we spread out around this building, I wish that you would, I want you to, to listen to it like it's a, a concert of intercession. We're going to lift up every need we can think of as we walk around this building. And Father, we bring them to you so that you will answer them in your good plan, in your great way, with your mercy and your grace. So Father, now attune us to you as we pray. And I ask it in Jesus' great name. Amen.